Welcome to the Surveyor Hub podcast, brought to you by Blue Box Partners, the only show dedicated to small business residential surveyors and valuers, created by surveyors for surveyors. In every episode, you'll learn something new about the vibrant and thriving industry of residential surveying. We don't mind what flavor of surveyor you are or what level of experience you might have. If you're in the business of helping people with their homes, this is the community for you. Phil, how are you feeling this morning? Well, tired, to be honest. Didn't get much sleep last night. Ended up sort of tossing and turning about all sorts of things. So yeah, yeah, these are these are very strange times, aren't they, really? They are, and we're seeing that a lot in the Surveyor Hub, mm. where the people are posting and asking questions. I'll be honest, there's nothing worse than being actually in some of these mums groups okay. that I'm in. <laughs> but not, not something I've ever done. Uh, <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I've got a few sort of WhatsApp or Messenger or, or, or Facebook groups with mums. And there's always an expert who lives next door to somebody whose second cousin is a microbiologist and tells yeah. you what you should and shouldn't be doing. And it's quite frightening when you think about your kids and your, your grandparents and and everything and and it's affected i must admit so i reflect how how it's affected me so i don't have any family nearby it's just yeah. me my husband and the kids we tend to be a little bit antisocial in that we're, we're busy doing our own own thing so uh self-isolation might not be the end of the world initially or, mm-hmm. or so i thought and yeah so we haven't got any family or anything uh, anything nearby which obviously makes our lives a bit less complicated but I know that are many that do have vulnerable people living with them or close by. Uh, we've got Mother's Day coming up. I really, really understand the, the pressures of that. For me, I, um, I mean, we've had to start to think about our business and, and how we adapt it. And my husband started working from home, which has actually been quite a big shock for me because I work from home. I'm used to working. This is your territory, isn't it? My territory, yeah. And you've got to share it. And he was initially working in the kitchen. And was then moaning about the noise of the dishwasher or different things. So we've now moved him up into the spare room. I can still hear him. (laughs) But um, so, yeah, we're on on different floors now. So I feel like I've got my space back. But Those are really important adjustments, aren't they? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, God, there are people who would be really, really struggling right now. You know, my mind my, my feel like first world problems, you know, compared to others. But just the impact of just that that change. Mm. And then yesterday, uh, when we heard on the news that the schools were going to close in a couple of days' time, I just felt like my lifeline had been pulled because yeah. I know I'm not a stay-at-home mum. Yeah, I find it really difficult. That's why I went back uh, back to work. I like to have this balance. And at the thought of having my two kids just filled me with dread. And as the afternoon went on, I just got myself so worked up. Right. Had a bit of a blub. I opened a bottle of wine. <laughs> I felt a bit better. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to look at the advantages. But actually, my kids are worried about it. Explaining to a five-year-old and a, a ten-year-old, you know, they yeah. don't they don't really uh, understand. And I think. You know, so therefore I'm now sort of getting worried about it. But it's really we've got to have some perspective. You know, it'll affect people in in lots of in lots of different ways. It, it, it's really interesting. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm well uh, for those people on the hub. I'm like Graham Ellis. 
11 and a half weeks into the 12 week self-isolation or sheltered um i, I think the government call it mm-hmm. a sheltered status or something like that because both me and my wife have got um underlying health issues and it, it's really been interesting because we've been very focused on you know we, well our, our view is to try and make sure that we don't get the virus for as long as possible so that when or if we do um then the health services hopefully haven't been completely overrun by all the uh, you know, unnecessary sorts of uh, illnesses. I, I know that's terribly disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully they, you know, they would have got the rationing, extra resources bit sorted out. And so, um, so yeah, if, if, if we do end up with the virus, then hopefully we'll get adequate medical care. And and so all of a sudden, we've, we've not been a week yet on shutdown and yeah we're, we're developing a very different perspective on it than than colleagues in blue box family members friends we uh heard of a, a friend who you know our age went to a 70th birthday party in london last weekend you know and he's thinking a bunch of 70 year olds together in a pub or a club or whatever it was and yeah we're all going at different speeds you know, looking at some of the discussions on the hub, thinking about should we be going out inspecting properties and if if or when we do, what what precautions do we do? You know, it's it's so variable. Um people are putting their own interpretation on what's safe and what's not safe. And in a way, we're all looking for somebody to say no, or, or these are the rules. And um and maybe it isn't appropriate to do that, but certainly this government doesn't seem to uh, be planning to do that in any way yeah and i guess that's what we're we're always looking for as individuals not just as surveyors is certainty yeah you know what are the rules that we can follow you know what um what, what's certain about the situation that we're in and they're the anchor points that help us navigate what's going on in the world someone uh, shared with me some thoughts i can't remember where it was on, on facebook i think about you know you get to choose how you react to this Mm. and and she said you know if you imagine you're on the high street and on one side you've got everybody panic buying and rushing around and on the other side you've got people walking around carefully and calmly you get to choose which side of the road you go on that's the one thing that is certain that you can choose how Mm. you react to any situation as as tough as it as it might be Mm. so what I'm really pleased about actually is in the hub is that people feel they can share their anxieties and their frustrations and in many ways you know this darn virus feels like the new Brexit the do you don't you go out (laughs) you know but what what, we know what we're so I'm glad that they can that they can feel that there's a place that they can share their uh, their worries and concerns and what's been quite powerful actually is how people are um, sharing but supporting each other yeah, I think so. Generally, the comments and discussions have been, very, you know, very supportive. Even when attitudes, I mean, well, you know yourself in our, in our little crew, in the Blue Box crew, there's some very different opinions on on uh, what we should be doing personally and professionally. But yeah, yeah, I, I think the the hub is quite a mature environment where I think people can turn around to for support and and, and to share those real doubts and uh yeah yeah it's 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 great for that so one of the things that uh the surveyors were asking for was some guidance on 
whether they should or shouldn't inspect a property or what their protocol might be or policy might be for, Mm. you know, um, making appointments, speaking to people. And there are lots of companies out there who are coming out with, uh, with guidance on what they're doing. One of the blue box chaps shared, I think it was Larry shared earlier on today that, you know, where he was at the estate agent was locking the door. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're yeah. going to knock, knock, knock to come in, and we're we're, we're checking. Mm. Um, others are sort of more more relaxed to it. Yes. Um, and and I guess it depends on you know if you're in London, you know, it there's a lot of the virus there. Whereas I think someone like you know as we speak today, someone like Doncaster's got one case. Yeah, yeah, the whole place is, is sort of shut down. So mm. the and I guess in those areas, that's where the perspective you know it's quite hard to put it put it all in perspective but one of the things that surveyors were asking for or, or uh, and then sharing was what their protocols were yeah. you know and what are some of the ideas of how to handle it so there were things like you know when you call up to make an appointment you're checking that there isn't you know somebody who's vulnerable mm. or elderly or hasn't been infected in the last 14 days before you go in yeah. what equipment should people take that kind of thing yeah, and and well, uh, we, we thought we could pull all that together. You know, well, it sounded like a good idea. Let's come up with a protocol. Let's get yeah, something yeah. down. The yeah. academic in you, Phil. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> I thought this is just I'll just assemble a range of people's views uh, and actions, put it in words, and claim all the credit for it. You know, <laughs> the classic thing that academics always do, but it's really difficult. You know, because there's so many grey areas, and and it's um, myself and Alan Appleby have been talking about, you know, do you wear gloves? Do you wear protective gloves? And I started using the word latex gloves. Um, do I mean latex gloves? And how can how long can you wear them for? Or or do you just you know work normally, but but sanitise and wash your hands regularly? And there was a great. Um, post i don't know if you've seen it there's a little thread i know this sounds like the minutiae of sad surveyors <laughs> what if you're doing a key job right what if you go into the estate agents and pick up the keys you know do do you pick them up and wipe them and then somebody posts up that massive bunch of keys that they picked up to do a, <laughs> and, and there must have been about 50 keys on this thing and first of all, which key opens the door? So you've got to touch them all. And how the hell do you wipe all of those? You, you know, so when you start getting into health and safety issues around the, protecting yourself from the virus, it's fraught with difficulty. And, and it makes you realise that, you know, even if you keep washing your hands, what you end up with is a bag full of survey equipment that's potentially contaminated. So then you've got to go home and wipe all your damp meter down and, you know, do your ladders every time you use them. Oh, and, and it's really fraught. So, um, so yeah, I, I think what we might do is is rather than put it out as a blue box protocol is, is just maybe say, hey, look, we've we, we farmed um, a lot of data and information and guidance from other people's policies and, uh, and here they are. Use them if you want. But but the other thing that I was very aware of as well is if we go into lockdown or partial lockdown or whatever, you know, things are just changing daily, changing hourly almost. So. Well, that's it. Whatever you write this morning, this afternoon, yeah. it could be out of date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This conversation, by the time it gets out, could be out of date. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
<laughs> two old husbands talking. <laughs> uh, speak about yourself, Phil. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, you know. So, but I think it's still relevant because you know when we start to come out of this, the same yeah. rules will will apply. So it's not just about how we're going into lockdown; it's how we then then come yeah. out of it. So I think it is still still relevant. Uh, and we ran a initially when the virus started, I think, and we started to come out. We ran a poll in the group to come up with ideas, you know, what people were, were were doing to have an idea. And there were things like, well, actually bring your own towel and soap, you know, and if you're booking an appointment, ask, is there someone for you, somewhere for you to wash your hands and, mm. and things like that? Mm. But yeah, as you start to get into it, it then becomes, well, what do you do with the clothes that you wear? And mm. it all becomes sort of really, really scary, doesn't it? And, and it actually makes you think in detail about your job. Mm you know, about what's involved in doing your job. Most of the time we just get up, you know, get dressed, have some breakfast, grab your bag or your pen or your tablet or whatever and head out. When actually you've got to look at your risk assessments in a slightly different way now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And many people won't be won't be used to doing that. Because uh, the other thing picked up from one company that we know well is um, that they do a lot of work in um, houses in multiple occupation. And that is another different kettle of fish. So not only are they doing all the normal, if you can call them normal so far, precautions, but some companies are saying with HMOs, um, right, right, you know, uh, every room's got to be ventilated, uh, you know, a window open 30 minutes before they get there. And, um, you know, all occupants have got to leave the property for the duration of the inspection. And, and that is going to be practically very difficult to organise. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, So yeah. you can start to see then quite quickly and easily how as we start to go into a lockdown, which as we, we look today looks inevitable in, in some way, uh, some way, shape or form, but you can see how actually inspecting properties isn't going to happen it's not practical to happen and therefore all of a sudden does that mean our industry has just dropped off a cliff hmm. you know what what really can a surveyor do and it's it's interesting i've started to look at well what what are other industries doing where you've got people who need to visit properties and i guess the closest one would be a state agency hmm. you know so they go in with their 360 cameras and wide angle shots and drawing up floor plans, et cetera, is going to be the, the closest one. Mm. Uh, when it comes to safety, you know, I was thinking about, you know, home helpers and nurses and, you know, gas board and or whatever. But state agents are going to be the closest one. And so it's been interesting to follow what they're doing. Yeah. Yes. Yes, very, very much so. Um, no open door policies, um, you know, and, and, and you've got all the video conferencing, uh, you know, WhatsApp, you know, FaceTimes, uh, all of that mm-hmm. sort of thing. And, um, and yeah, somebody's still got to go in to do your 360-degree photos. But, but uh, you know, it's something we talked about before, and, and if anybody's been on some of the RICS roadshows that myself and Larry have been doing, is there's a massive amount out there on, uh, on the internet for nothing. And right move. Uh, so, so if you get estate agents doing the three hundred and sixty degrees, you've got right move stuff. Well, that may maybe the same. Uh, we, we had that great presentation from the coal board um, at our road show. You know, flooding, geology, um, and I just think there's an awful lot that could be farmed from your computer. 
um, from your desktop. And, and it's quite interesting that that opens a possibility for surveyors in these times of crisis to link up with home buyers, with clients, and maybe, well, yeah, um, a, a new product. Um, well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because there's nothing that's going to beat a person walking around a property. Yes. Because you get to have a good rummage round and mm. have a look around and see it, see it in context and also mm. pick up, you know, I often think uh, in, in the job that we do, you need an element of social sensitivity and that then comes into your inspection and your, your reporting. So yeah. nothing is going to beat that that inspection. But when you can't, we've got to think about what the next best thing is. Yeah. And absolutely, there's a lot of information that's out there that's readily accessible yeah. uh, that can be pulled together into some kind of report or format. I think we've got to be really careful over what we call as a survey and what we call advice and consultancy yeah. and support and how we, how it's positioned to, to customers. Yeah. Um, and just like banks have moved towards using AVMs, automated valuation uh, model uh, valuations, um, you know, surveyors, need to to move and it's something that's been resisted for a long long time yes yeah. but all of a sudden we've got something that really is sort of forcing us to to think how how we can work differently and i think we've got to be really careful that we don't miss sell to the consumer what we're, we're doing in terms yeah. of calling anything a survey but there are definitely ways that we can add value right now yes yeah. To consumers, if you think about the number of people who might be just about to buy or yeah. in a chain, yeah. they'll be worried sick about what's going to happen and and you know what will happen next. As we stand today, we're not seeing things affect value, but that is likely to happen in the future as it starts to um, affect the economy. And we, we can talk about that in a, a later uh, podcast. But you know, there are people who are who are really worried and. What's really important, I think, is that surveyors make themselves accessible to talk to those people. Yes. Now, clearly, when you've not inspected a property, you can't talk to them about the ins and outs of it. But what you can do is talk to them about the typical things that you would check for or things mm. that they do need to be vigilant about. We know certain types of property, certain ages of property in certain locations have typical defects or yes. prone to certain things. You know, so actually I think surveyors right now should be offering a power hour, if you want to call it that, a power hour to clients. You know, they can speak to their estate agents, you know, set up calls, whatever needs to happen, and just talk to the customer about a property they might be interested or a property that that they're already you know uh, tied into um equally i think if they've given a survey to somebody you know contact that person you know that purchaser and can you give a bit more value can you add add some more and re- offer some yeah. some reassurance now you can't say it's going to be all okay but you can yeah you can um, talk them through and customers just want to feel informed and just want to feel empowered so that they can reassure themselves. Yeah. I, I, I think um, that, that's one of the key things is, is understanding what, what the customer wants. You know, if, if there's somebody that's looking for a house where they don't mind doing some improvements and uh, they've got a bit of money to spare to, 
extend or alter it then then yeah that that that's a different kettle of fish to somebody who maybe doesn't have that um you know interest or, or mm-hmm. money to spare so so that can help you put them in the right sort of ballpark and at a very early stage help them decide whether this is a property they want to pursue or or maybe they move on to the next one you know because some of the issues you've just identified very basically isn't chiming with with their dreams uh, so to speak um, the other really interesting thing and i think um be very interesting to look at is insurance how with the insurance market i mean we know about insurance in this company you know it's like we, we've had bumpy times uh you know getting the right sort of insurance pi insurance for ourselves and um yeah coming coming to market with a new product liaising with um uh, customers in a new way is 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 be fascinating yeah you're right yeah you're right just on that customer experience bits as you know, that's my bag. I recently did a uh, webinar for Landmark. I'll pop a link in the show notes for people because um, it's um, it's available online, <clears throat> which talks about what customers want and, and uh, hopefully might sh- uh, shed some light with my rumblings. But you're absolutely right, you know, PI insurance and new products. But, you know, surveyors are talking to customers about this anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what they're doing is not charging for it. Yes. So... Yeah. When when they're doing their well, what you might call a discovery call, their initial call with do you want a survey? Am I the right surveyor for you? You know, they're talking about all these other things that I might find this is what you might want to look out for. They're doing that already. Mm. All they're doing is parceling up their time and charging for it. Yes. You know, and, and so I don't think it's a million miles away to offer some consultancy advice or, or, or a surveyor's time. You know, and it's not going to be a full-on hour technical chat. Most of it is just talking to them and talking to the person as a as a human being who has a few anxieties and worries. Yeah. You as a surveyor are the expert in properties. So I so I don't know. I I mean you can check with you obviously check with your insurer, but I don't think it's a million miles away from what surveyors are doing already. No, what is different, I think, yeah. is the traditional way of working. And by that I mean the use of technology. Yes. And we as a business we deliver trainers, uh, sorry, CPD and technical content to events. Uh, we've got trainers. You know, our work potentially could drop off like a cliff because <laughs> events. And things I think um, let's let's rephrase that, Mary. It has dropped off. It has dropped off. Okay. Yeah. But what we but what we have done, and just this morning with uh, with about one of our clients, we've been having uh, some lessons on how to use online deliver yeah. in, a, in a virtual classroom, which I have to say was brilliant fun. It was. It was. In particular, we had the whiteboard and we could all go on and do little drawings. And... We're occasionally a bit badly behaved, I think. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, even us, you know, um, with some of us sort of longer in the tooth than others, we can learn new technology mm-hmm. and it's it's so much more accessible and easier to use than it might have been in the past. Mm. And very often... Uh, you might hear the the term user experience. It's, te- it's usually used in um, when people talk about computer and design on website, and it's how easy it is to use, but customer ease. Mm-hmm. And if you think you know, you go onto Amazon, it's just intuitively you know what, what to click, and it just happens really, really easily, dangerously when you're shopping. <laughs> but 
Mm. That's all mm. designed to, to know. They know that most people, when they look at a computer screen, you'll look for the information in the top right. So that's why all the buttons are normally on the, on the top right, the instructions. Okay. Mm. So it's all about somewhat user experience. So learning new tools and tech is a lot less challenging than it might have been in the past. Yeah. And right now, people are picking up on all sorts of things. So for surveyors to... Uh, liaise with customers there's a couple of things that i'd uh, that i'd recommend and suggest firstly whatsapp so mm. if you're not using it already you can use that with customers you can do uh, video calls with them you can leave voicemail messages and uh, and text message and send documents that's fine um other things that you can use uh, there's one that i use well, with some of my friends but it's no reason why you couldn't use it with clients is a, an app called marco polo Marco Again, Polo. Marco Polo. I'll put a link to that in the uh, in the show notes. What's interesting about that one is it's it's video messaging, but you don't have to answer the phone. So you just leave a video message. And one of the things I find annoying about FaceTime and um, and WhatsApp messages is I have to answer the phone, and I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like to I like to listen to them and watch them in my own time. But that's quite a good one because it means you can leave a message and reply and people will pick it up when they're ready and it's and, and, and it saves them all. So that's a, a really useful one. What else is there? Uh, Zoom. We use software yeah, called yeah. Zoom, which, which is great. That is free for the first 40 minutes. Um, right. And after that, it's not a huge amount of money, 15, 20 pounds, something like that. It depends on the amount of storage that you have. Hmm. So you can use that quite easily and save the recordings. And I think that's the the important part when you're dealing with customers and you're working differently is you have good records. So you need great well, notes. And well, if you've got the recording, even better. And isn't that a fantastic way of doing it, of having that recording, having it in the property file? And, it, you know, it, it will clarify that relationship, you know, and, and, and you know, sort of help remove any misunderstandings. I, I mean, it's funny you mentioned Zoom because... Um, I'm looking out my window here and, and I can see probably I've got loads of Sheffield houses in front of me because we're on the top of a hill. But there must be at least six houses I know are self-isolating. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're going to try having a music quiz on Zoom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> having Zoom rooms, you know, having little breakout groups and things like that. And, um, and yeah, uh, do you know, I heard a commentator on the um, radio uh uh, just last night, talking about we're in in the age of BC and AC now, and it's before Corona and after Corona. And yeah, it, it is a matter of getting through this, of just trying to you know minimise the impact of the virus, blah blah blah, and all that sort of stuff. But you know, the world's just not going to go back to where it was two weeks ago, four weeks ago, or, or whatever. It's um. Yeah, yeah, we, we, we're going to be um, communicating in very different ways, I think. One of the challenges, I think, for some, not just surveyors, but some people, is that they, they might not be feel very confident talking on video. It's quite nice to not hide behind a report, but to have the time to put your thoughts down and to prepare the report. And that will always be the right, the right and best advice. But for a lot of people, they might feel quite intimidated about doing a video call or even telephone calls. So that's something new that people have got to learn, not just the tech, but to feel confident in themselves. And there's a, I've been having to think about this and I've just decided to do it now we're talking about it. So we'll, we'll do it. 
there's there's two things I think we we at Blue Box can do. And I, you know, I say we're a small company, you know, where I go for my motto is functional, not embarrassing. So nearly there. As long as it works, we'll we'll be fine. So there's two things I think we're going to look at doing. One, absolutely for Surveyor Hub members or those that want to want to join us, they can join Hub Conversations via Zoom, via video link. One, because it ha- might help people keep in contact with other people and have a, have a bit of a chat. Hopefully we'll have a bit of fun. But also if you're not used to using video or anything like that and your webcam, then um, it's a good place to practice and have a go. You know, we might laugh at you, but you'll learn. So we're going to set up some of those. And also we're getting lots of people coming to us who are small SMEs who want some help and advice. Mm. And so I'm going to look at setting up the SME Surveyor Hub. I mean, might need to think of a, a name for it, but SME Surveyor Hub is what it says on the tin. And what we'll look to do is perhaps to give some more bespoke support to yeah. surveyors who are running their own businesses. It's something that we thought about doing sort of longer term, maybe later on in the year, but it just feels like the right time to say, yeah. well, if you're by working by yourself, you need a bit of support, then come and join our gang and we'll see what we can do to, to help you move forward with what we've got. Now, we've got limited resources. I'm going to have the kids. Goodness knows how that's all going to work, but at least we can be doing something. And what I've learned from the Surveyor Hub this sort of last year is that people are incredibly supportive to each other. Yes. And it's that spirit and community which... Well, that that was illustrated at our roadshows. It was just Mm. fantastic to see somebody coming towards you that you've never met before, but you recognise their name so clearly as somebody who posts right. And there was that sense, well, I wouldn't go say you're amongst friends, but you're amongst people who share quite a lot and uh, not only about the sort of jobs and things but also about their own lives and feelings too so yeah I, I mean I am feeling that this intense isolation which you know makes it difficult to come to clear and balanced judgments and you know if we had more of this if we got these hub conversations going then um, yeah I think that's a way of uh, helping support us all uh, equally yeah yeah well let's make it happen yeah, go for it. it uh, you will have to work with technology, though. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll do that. I'm, I'm a bit behind you on that. <laughs> You've been listening to the Surveyor Hub podcast. We'd love it if you leave a review and let us know how we're doing. And if you want to find out more about how we're making a difference, visit us at blueboxpartners.com. dot